Welcome back. Today I want to talk to you about your future self and how you can use her to help you create the change that you want in your life to create what I finally call your next level self and your next level life because most of us want to continue to grow as humans. It's a natural thing. It's a natural desire. And I know for me, when I hit midlife, I really had this craving for change, really had this craving to create that next level life, that next thing um, that I desired. So for many, many, many years, I didn't believe that others could really change. I always said a tiger can't change their stripes. And that was until I decided I wanted to create change in my life, big change. And there were still times that I told myself that, is this really possible? Can I really make this happen? And change always requires to, us to become someone we weren't before. That's why it's so scary, right? Because we're doing things that we haven't done in the past. When I set a new goal for myself, I always think I'm becoming the woman who blank. So I'm becoming the woman who loses 10 pounds. I'm becoming the woman who has um, this business all, um, and is making several hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm becoming the woman who has the relationships I want. And this is something that I help my clients with as well. Now, I absolutely believe now that people can change. I've got lots of proof of this, not only in myself, but in my clients, in friends, in family members. We can also see it all over the internet where someone has overcome something and changed, and we can be so inspired by that. But the other part is, I don't know that I, I don't really believe that it is very common. I think that people get stuck in the idea that they can't change. Now there's actually seven, but the truth is that we're always changing. And there's actually several or a few ways that change occurs. One way is we think of something we could change and we decide on purpose not to. So we might decide, I, I could lose weight, but then we decide on purpose, no, I don't really want to make that change in my life. Totally fine. Another way is we decide on purpose to change. So again, I want to lose some weight and we commit and go in on figuring it out. The next way is that we don't make a decision. And by not making this decision, if we're going to change or not change, we make a decision unconsciously. We make a decision to stay exactly where we were or are unconsciously, and we get a result on default, okay? And that result usually, typically, isn't exactly what we want to get. We choose things we don't want by not choosing on purpose, so again, an example would be choosing to gain 10 pounds by not choosing to do anything about our eating habits, choosing to become diabetic because we're not aware of the impact the food is having on our body, 
Okay. We choose it because we didn't consciously make choices and be aware of what we ate. So it's really important to be aware of this, that we're always choosing, whether we're choosing on purpose or by default. And personally, I always want to be that person who chooses on purpose, to choose habits intentionally. And so we want to, we can be totally doing that. We don't have to be thinking that things just happen to us. But when we really make little choices every day, we can either create losing the 20 pounds and getting better health or gaining the 20 pounds. We can choose losing out on better relationships or choosing to have better relationships. All right. So lots of people want change and they tell me all the time, I don't know how. And I have thought this so many times myself because it seems really hard, but it really is so much easier than we make it. Now, change doesn't mean we have to change all the parts or all the qualities of ourselves, but most of us have some things we would like to change in certain areas of our lives. And if you don't, that's totally fine too. Just decide on purpose and like your reasons why. One reason we think it's hard to change is because we're in midlife and we carry these stories over a lifetime with us. We tell ourselves we have been the way we are for so long. We say things like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. My dad used to say that all the time. We say all these things like they're just a fact, but really they're just a thought that we've repeated enough times that they have become beliefs, and then we look for proof that the thoughts and beliefs are true. So lots of times we start the process of changing, and we decide on an area of our life we want to change. We commit, but then it gets hard. We start feeling uncomfortable, and because the human brain doesn't like to be uncomfortable, and most people don't know how to navigate that discomfort, we quit. And then we tell ourselves, and sometimes we tell others, all the reasons why. All the reasons why it didn't work out for us. Rarely do we take ownership that we just were not willing to figure it out. We weren't willing to be uncomfortable. We weren't willing to commit to matter what, no matter what. And we justify it so that we don't have to be uncomfortable or do hard things or look like we failed. I call this part of change the river of misery because any kind of permanent change requires discomfort. We have to be willing to swim through the river of misery often against the current to get to the other side of the river, to get to that thing that we want. The other thing that we typically want to do when we start something, when we start wanting change in a certain area of our life, is we start looking to the past to find evidence for what we can or can't do now or in the future. We want certainty and proof, and our brain thinks that the past is the best place to find it. Sometimes this can work if what we are wanting to accomplish is something we already have. For example, if we run a mile before 
we can use that past experience as evidence that we can do it again. But the problem is when something we have tr haven't tried or something we haven't been successful at and we try and go to our past, then our brains can't find proof. Or they try and find proof in other people's experience, which is never a good idea because we truly don't know what their experience was. So we don't want to be looking to the past for proof. It's going to just tell us that we should stay safe and not risk anything, that change is a really bad idea, and that we should quit. Just stay the same, stay comfortable. But discomfort is the currency to, the, to what we want. It's the currency to our dreams. So let's say you've tried to lose weight and it's not been successful and you want to try again. Immediately your brain is going to go to the past and it's going to tell you how it's not possible. You're going to look for all of the evidence of why it's not possible. And even if it says it might work this time, when things get hard, it's going to say things like, I told you this wasn't going to work. This is too hard. You're never going to figure this out. And then it'll tell you to stop. You'll just decide to stop. It didn't work before. Why would it work now? Another example is investing money. Some people invest money in stocks and they lose it. And then their brain tells them it's probably not a good idea to try this again. The same can be true in relationships or marriages or jobs or businesses. The primary purpose of our brain is to keep us safe. That is the whole intention of it. And anything that is uncomfortable makes the brain feel unsafe. There's not the certainty there. How many times have you heard your brain say, I haven't done this before. I might not be able to do it. It's too risky. Mine tells me that all the time. Now, if there's something you want to repeat then the past can be a great place to go. But if it's something new, we have to rely on the future. And the way that we create our future is by focusing on it. I'm going to share with you how you can use your future self to do that. But first, I want to share a little bit of science around change so that you can understand a little bit better how this can work in your life. First, it's true that many of us have walked around, all of us have walked around for a long time telling ourselves the same stories, repeating the same thoughts. We've practiced this so much that we believe it to be true. Whereas when we were younger, we didn't typically look to the past for what we could achieve or accomplish in the future. We just told our things like, that would be fun, or I want to try that out. And we just, we did it without bringing all of the past with us. Scientifically, our brains are completely able to change. And this is what is called neuroplasticity. So we can form new connections and new pathways. We do it all the time. Neuropath neuroplasticity, sorry, is what allows us to take on new thoughts and beliefs and change the wiring in our brain even if we have been practicing the old thoughts and beliefs for half of our lifetime. 
we think about 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, and 90% of them are the same ones that we thought the day before. So if we're rethinking the same thoughts each day, consciously or unconsciously, they're going to lead us to feeling the same feelings and taking the same actions or making the same choices every single day. And that leads to us having the same behaviors, the same experiences, and the same experiences reinforce the same emotions and the same thoughts. And we just continue the cycle and we get the same results. And this is how we develop not only our beliefs, but our personalities and our personal realities. So how we think, how we act, how we feel creates our personality. And that creates your personal reality. What is happening to you now? So can you see how this is happening in your life? For most people, when they want to make a change, they try to make change with the same exact personality. And it doesn't work. We can't create something new and stay exactly who we are. It's why we have to do the work to become the person who has the result that starts at the level of our thinking. That's part of that river of misery. I can't create a relationship I want or a business I want with the same thoughts I currently have. My same thoughts have got me to where I am now. To create something new, I need to create new ones. I tell clients that if you already had the thinking and the feelings of that person that has what you want, you would already have it. But we don't in the beginning. We have to work on rewiring. We have to develop it and create that new personality. So scientifically, 95% of who we are by the time we reach the age of 35 is just a set of memorized behaviors, automatic habits, emotional reactions, beliefs, and attitudes that are just a subconscious computer in our brain playing over and over again, making us who we are, creating what we have, creating that personal reality and that personality. And again, it's totally possible to change our brains. Not as easy as when we were children, but completely possible. It takes intention and commitment because again, we have been waking up every day repeating the same thoughts and emotional patterns. We wake up and the first thing that we do is drink a cup of coffee. And then we turn on the news or scroll through social media. This was me several years ago before I started making some changes in my life. I wanted to create a morning routine. I wanted to, um, I was working a full-time job at that point and had kids at home and I wanted to create a new routine for myself. But I had to break the habit of being me. I had to break the habit of doing the things I did every single day. It's a routine that's fueled by our thinking, but we don't realize it's our thinking. We always think it's our actions. If we just did something different, but it's our thinking. 
Because when we repeat things over time, we do things unconsciously and we aren't even aware of what we're doing. We aren't aware of the thoughts we're having and the feelings we're having that lead to the action. But this is what creates our life and our personality. So start paying attention to what you do on default. Look at the thoughts and feelings you have and be curious. It's just, it's as easy as, wait a second, I'm about to turn on this TV. I'm about to pick up my phone and scroll. What am I thinking? What am I feeling that's leading to this? The more awareness that you can bring to your thoughts and your emotions, the easier it will be able to see what you're creating and what you can change. Now, sometimes this kind of repetition can be completely useful. If we're driving to work, we don't want to be thinking about every little thing. We want, we want that automatic part of our brain to kick in and respond, not to be thinking, okay, foot on the brake, hand on the shift, put it in drive, press on the gas. We want that automatic part of our brain to kick in. And if a child were to run out in front of us, we want it to be really fast. We want, we for sure want to be automatically breaking quickly. We don't want to have to have all of the conscious thinking happening. So the way that these things that we do automatically get hardwired is that we had to practice them over and over. Lots of times for half our lifetime. Showering, getting dressed, brushing our teeth. These are all things that we've practiced throughout our lives and now they're hardwired. It saves us time and it saves our brain's energy and our brains love that. But the hardwiring that's really important to pay attention to is the wiring that's keeping you stuck, that's not moving you forward. Staying safe and preventing you from having the things that you want, that next level life. And that's exactly what I help people do. I help them to start rewiring so they can become the person who has the results they really desire. So that's a little on our brains and the science, which I personally love. And you can Google Dr. Joe Dispenza if you want to dive into this more. He's a great resource to talk about all of this. Now, Keep in mind, again, we don't want to be looking to the past to create the future when it's not something that we already have been successful at. We want to look at the future. We have to start rewiring your brain to think thoughts like, it's possible. I can figure it out. We need to examine the thoughts we have when we get there and the feelings and actions those thoughts will generate. We have to start creating a picture of what it's going to be like. We have to use the gift of our imagination to get there. It requires us to use a lot more effort than just looking for the looking to the past. But I have to tell you, it's a lot more fun to use that imagination. So a great way to access the future is to start connecting with your future self. And this is such a powerful exercise to do for yourself. It's powerful mentally and emotionally, and it absolutely will create different results for you when you do it regularly. Now, there's a few different exercises you can try and practice, and I'm going to share them. They are 
kind of relative to different stages of your life or different goals that you have. And I encourage you to try them all and then use the ones that you find most useful um, on a regular basis. So the first one that you can do is to go to a version of you that is much, much older. Um, I like to think of it as the old lady version of me. And the old lady version of me is in her 90s. And I call this exercise the Appreciate, Stop, Start, Continue exercise. So I go to my 90-some-year-old self, and I'm asking her what she appreciates that my 52-year-old self, my current age, is now doing. She, when I go there, she tells me things like, I appreciate you walking and exercising. I appreciate you eating things that make us feel really good. I appreciate that you pay attention to what you put in your body for fuel. I appreciate that you are going after your goals and dreams and doing hard things to grow. I appreciate you taking care of your body and your brain and paying attention to your money. Then the next part of this exercise is I ask her what she wants me to stop doing. She wants me to stop caring so much about what others think. Stop being afraid so much. She wants me to stop starting and quitting and starting and quitting. She wants me to stop judging me and sometimes others and to stop thinking things have to be so perfect. The next thing I ask her is what she wants me to start doing. She wants me to start being willing to be wrong and do it wrong so that I can learn and do it better. She tells me she wants me to build even more trust with myself and have my own back more often. She wants me to be willing to feel any emotion and not run away from it and be more courageous and uncomfortable on this journey. She wants me to start appreciating me and others more and spending more time with the people I love and care about. She wants me to find the fun in more things. Then finally, I move into asking her what she wants me to continue to do. She wants me to continue learning and growing doing hard things, taking care of us. She wants me to continue with my spiritual practices, all the learning and self-development that I love to study, all the health practices and exercise that I do. She wants me to continue all of that. She wants me to continue in my business. She wants me to continue helping people. She wants me to continue being the watcher of my brain and seeing what my thoughts are creating in my life and intentionally choosing. So again, this is a really powerful exercise that I would challenge you to try. Go to that older self, whatever age you want her to be, and ask him or her, what do you appreciate that I do now? What do you want me to stop doing? What do you want me to start doing? What do you want me to continue doing? And write it all down. All right. Another way that I like to access my future self is I, I, that I find really useful 
is to focus on a specific area of my life. For example, if I was wanting to lose 20 pounds, I would go to my future self when she has achieved that goal. And maybe it's six months, maybe it's a year in the future, but when it's done and I picture her 20 pounds lighter, I picture what she's wearing, the clothing I'll be shopping for, the eating habits I'll easily have. I picture things I'll be doing then that I'm not doing now. I picture how I sit up straighter and taller and hold myself differently. I picture a different level of confidence. I picture how I handle food at parties and urges to eat things that my body doesn't really want. I picture how control over eating isn't even an issue anymore. And I particularly think about what I will be thinking, what I'll be feeling, and the actions I will be taking every day as that version of me. I see how she no longer craves sweets or junk food. She just eats healthy. And she doesn't really think about food that much. It's just not an issue anymore. It's not the constant chatter. She just lets urges be there without reacting or pushing them away. I see how she has peace around food. She doesn't have blood sugar highs and lows. She doesn't have all the cravings. I see her in that new body. She's even a little toned. I even notice where in her life she's getting joy and pleasure instead of food from food. So this can be hard in the beginning because my brain doesn't have the past to pull from and it really wants that. I have to keep going to the future. I have to keep seeing that future of me. Write it all down. Write down those thoughts and feelings and actions that she has and practice them every day. This is part of rewiring, practicing being her. When you think about what action to take, like maybe what you'll have for lunch, go to that future version and see what she eats. Look at what she does in difficult situations. Ask her opinion. You have to remember that whatever you will be thinking and feeling in the future is totally available for you to think and feel now. You just have to practice it. You are creating a new personality, a new personal reality as you practice this. And soon you'll be the person who has it. I literally do this with whatever big goal I'm working on. I picture how do I want to be? What kind of partner, mom, nana, do I want to be? How do I want to show up in my life, in my business? How do I want to feel about it? How do I want to think about it? Picture that future self. And then you start thinking, feeling, and acting that way right now. Start to be her. Start dressing how she would, holding yourself how she would, talking to yourself like she would. So when I was losing weight, I could picture her wearing a certain type of clothing to work out in. So I would wear that type of clothing. I wouldn't just think, well, I'm not going to buy that because I am going to lose this weight and then I'll have to buy new stuff. No, go out and buy a nice outfit to wear 
to the gym because you're already becoming her. All right, one final exercise that I do regularly that I want to share with you. And this is on um, our day-to-day self. So I think about how I want to feel at the end of the day. And I write it down. I do lots of journaling in the morning. And I write down the thoughts that are going to create the feeling that I want to have. Then I can come back to those thoughts throughout the day. I can remember the emotion I want to be showing up with. Most days are the same. I want to feel proud, loving, authentic, grateful. Those are the emotions that I want to be living from. And then I can picture my day. I have some idea every morning about what my day is going to be like. I know where I'll be and what I'll be doing for the most part. I know the things that'll be easy for me and the things that I'll have to work harder on. But I picture doing those things, knowing that there will be things, of course, that I don't go as planned and others maybe will. But the circumstances will not change. But that doesn't matter. I picture myself operating from these emotions. The emotions... um, that I want to have, that I've decided that morning that I want to work, that I want to have at the end of my day. So I see myself coaching a client feeling these or in traffic feeling these or talking with my partner or kids and feeling these. And this exercise is also really powerful if you're going through some sort of a hard trial or challenge. You can picture yourself on the other side of it. And when you figured it out, when you've gotten through it, when you've landed in a more peaceful spot, how do you feel? And then ask that version of you, how did you get through it? What did you think and feel? What did you do that helped you? What did you think about? What was the solution? And know that she is there and you are becoming her. So again, these exercises are super powerful and I promise you that by practicing this every day, you are going to become that version of her. It's honestly the quickest way that I know how. Now, if you want help with this, um, I want to invite you to a mini session with me and you can book that Um over on my calendar. I'll put it in the show notes, the link to that calendar. And what we'll do in that mini session is we'll jump on and we'll look at one problem, one issue that you're having in one area of your life. Um, I'll give you some tools that you can use right away to help you get through it. And if you want to work with me longer at that point or find out more about it, then we can do that too. And if you don't, that's just fine. I just want you to take this opportunity um, to get some free coaching for yourself. All right, have a great week.